This is Mark Chandler, and my son Chris would have been 40 today. Welcome, one and all, to Chandler Fest. What key is happiness? What key is pain? And how can I Can I forgive you? Can I be true? Can you promise me with all that you're worth that it won't get worse? Cause I cannot Sleep. I can't wake up and say to myself, it's all been a dream. And here all along, the problem was me laying.
Thank you for joining us for our most important installment of Nerd Noise Radio reruns to date. Today's rerun is C1E10, Mishmash Monday, Volume 1, which originally aired May 22, 2017. However, while it was billed as a Mishmash Monday episode, which, in the parlance of Nerd Noise Radio, simply means a themeless free play, a mishmash, this episode was, in reality, anything but that. It was actually a tribute to one of my longest-held, dearest, and most cherished friends, Chris Chandler. The music block portion of the episode was curated and produced on the day of his passing, December 28, 2016, and was tailored to that occasion. Since Chris would have been 40 today, I wanted to not only replay his episode, but to also take advantage of the opportunity of this rerun to turn what was originally a very subtle, understated, and easy-to-miss tribute to such a dear friend and singular individual into a focus on the man and his works and an unbridled, enthusiastic celebration of his life, his memory, and his enduring legacy. As such, though this is officially a Nerd Noise Radio rerun, one which is also being simulcast on our main Nerd Noise Radio feed as the second of two such promised simulcasts in lieu of a brand new episode this year, the rerun itself, featured in its entirety, unmodified, shall be merely more than a footnote in the grand scheme of today's very special presentation, just 47 minutes worth of a two-hour-long festival of Chris. We'll get to the rerun later. The real meat of today's outing will be to share Chris with you through just a taste of his music and just a thumbnail of his story. Though my wife Jody found it still too hard to talk at length about Chris for the show, the collection of Chris's music you will hear today is curated by her. The track you heard at the beginning was called Still Your Fool from his album Manifesto. You will also have a recorded testimonial on the source, origin, and scope of Chris's musical brilliance a little later on from his father, Mark, who recorded it just for this episode. The choosing of the title Chandler Fest for this tribute is in honor of a great and timely bit of inside lore, because that's what, starting in his late 20s, his birthday celebrations were called. While false modesty is a disgusting thing, false arrogance can be a wonderful comedic device, and Chandler Fest was his way to humorously, tongue-in-cheek, self-aggrandize his birthday. And he did it in style. It would include big parties, large gatherings, include many luminaries in the local music, radio, and comedy scenes, cookouts, and even mock backstage pass badges for all of us to wear around. I couldn't think of a better name for this, our bittersweet, heartfelt celebration of Chandler Fest 40, than to simply call it Chandler Fest. And though we are far more sad than happy, more bitter than sweet in our bittersweet affair today, and though this amounts to an empty seat of honor at the festival, it is a festival nonetheless, a celebration, a party, and you're all invited. And if after this is over, you walk away with even the minutest fraction of the appreciation and amazement of the man that those of us who knew and loved him ourselves feel, then its mission accomplished and Chandler Fest will be a great success. Let's begin with a little more of Chris's music. You will hear Waltz from his collection, Chris Chandler, 1979 to 2009, For the Moment from his album Ephemera, and Drag Me Down 
also from Chris Chandler, 1979 to 2009. An interesting note, Drag Me Down is also the one and only co-writing credit that I've ever received in his body of works for the inclusion of the line, I ran through the fields, full of the fear that I'd never find you. I wish you were near. The cello in this version was provided by our mutual friend, Rachel West.
inside yourself and ask yourself what it is that you expect to find I did not come here to tell you how to live I just came to give you some advice put all you have in everything you do at any given time Chance may not be given twice I 
are so far away Yet I'm still begging you to stay I'm not even sure you're gone But still the pain in my heart goes on My soul is burning away Say goodbye to yesterday I ran through the fields Full of the fear that I'd never find you I wish you were near But I don't know why You always drag me down But I won't let my feet touch the ground Why must you push me? it's only appropriate to share with you the text of Chris's obituary, which reads, The Reverend Dr. C. Edward Chris Chandler, 37, 
died peacefully of organ failure at Mercy Medical Center in Des Moines on Wednesday, December 28, 2016. He was surrounded by his friends and family. Chris was born July 31, 1979, in Des Moines, Iowa, to Mark and Delilah Chandler. He graduated from North High School in 1997. He proceeded directly from high school into a career in radio, first becoming production director for the Hawk 97.3 and 95KGGO. Later on, he became program director for Praise 940 and 1350KRNT, and part-time air personality for Laser 103.3. He also worked at Half Price Books and was privileged to work among his friends and heroes. His hobbies included music, with a career of his own, and stints with Captain Violence, Jimmy Pig, and Midwestern Remedy. He also enjoyed photography and was a lifelong Queen fan. Funeral services will begin at 1 p.m. on Saturday, December 31st, 2016, at Berean Assembly of God Church, 5299 East University Avenue, Pleasant Hill, with lunch to follow. Chris is survived by his father Mark and Jody Chandler of Grimes, brother Jackson Chandler of Sigoville, Texas, grandmother Virginia Renard of Des Moines, many aunts, uncles, and cousins, and his dog, Audrey. One thing that I will regret till the day I die is that I did not talk to Chris that Christmas day. I was going to call him that night to see how he was, wish him holiday greetings, and make small talk. Instead, I called my Uncle Eric in New York, and that conversation lasted longer than I had expected. Then I called my friend, also named Eric, who, if you are a member of the VGM podcast fans community, the Retro Junkies community, or even a follower of the Nerd Noise Radio or Podcasters of Des Moines group, you may recognize as Eric Purcell. And that conversation lasted even longer. By the time I got off the phone, it was way past 11 p.m., and Chris was in the hospital, so I felt it best to let him rest. So the last time Chris and I had any interaction with each other was the weekend before Christmas, when Jody and I came up to visit him. We stayed for an hour or more talking about all sorts of things, from the intensely serious to the unbelievably unsavory. Look up what sounding means as it concerns the human anatomy. That was the last time I ever saw Chris alive, heard his voice outside of a recording, and got to enjoy his presence and his company. Even though we had no idea at the time that this was the very last time we'd meet, there was still a dark gravity to the meeting, as he was in very poor health, and though the imminence of which we were oblivious to, we all knew the end was not too far distant. There were tears, or the brink of them, but there were also smiles and memories, and lots and lots of laughs. This final meeting, I suppose, in retrospect, was a magnificent microcosm and summary of our entire relationship with Chris, and perhaps even of his life itself. Chris was one of the most dynamic personalities I knew. He was a riot, quick, sharp-witted, keen, clever, and outlandish. But he was also a dark and troubled soul. More on this later, but this was an aspect I attempted to capture in C1E10 in my selection of tracks and the arrangement thereof. My own adventures with Chris began nondescriptly at North High School on the north side of Des Moines in the fall of 1994. It was my freshman year and his sophomore year. At the time, there was this alcove right across from the school office where the freaks and geeks would gather during breaks and hang out. 
Well, I had a few friends who were upperclassmen who would hang there, and so I would join in too. As a grasshopper among giants, of course, but still, I was there. Well, there was this one guy there who would always carry an acoustic guitar in its case around with him, with an almost Roy Orbison vibe about him, with his haircut and his round face and his glasses. And during those meetings, he'd often sit Indian style in the middle of the group and strum away and sing, while the rest of us divided our attentions pretty evenly between paying attention to his art and just small talking and hanging out with each other. This mysterious, magical figure was a young Chris Chandler, and he seemed too cool for words to me. I had to get to know him. At first, he was actually a bit dismissive of me. Not that he'd tell me to go away, but he would kind of treat me and my other freshman friends as a bit of an underling or a hang-on or a coat tailor. That all changed when I taught him the baseline to Pink Floyd's money, and thus the friendship that lasted the remainder of his life and completely changed mine began. In addition to all of this, the man was brilliant and insightful and very world aware. Even at this young age, living in a mid-sized city in the Midwest that at that time was much more giant small town than a tiny big city like it has since become. And this was also before the proliferation of the internet to serve as something as a quasi-equalizer between the big city and the small town. He still knew things from major world significant to the most obscure trivia and had keen insight. He was also unbelievably articulate, well-spoken, and well-reasoned. And I, today at nearly 40 myself, living with the benefit of all these years of experience, the ready access of the knowledge that the internet brings, and living in the Des Moines of today, which is more tiny big city than giant small town, would still meet a near equal, if not much more than that, were I to stand face to face with 15-year-old Chris Chandler today. But the area where Chris's knowledge and trivia and breadth and scope were at their most profound and unfathomable was always as it came to music. To this point, I will let Mark Chandler speak. Chris grew up in a house full of music. His mother and I were not musicians, but we loved music. And it played more often than the TV did. We loved all kinds of music, uh, mostly pop, but country and classical, and then obscure stuff like Spike Jones and Weird Al. Both of those were strong influences on Christopher as he was growing up. When Chris was about four, I took a job that had us move to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and it just so happened that Delilah, Chris's mom, was a very big fan of the band Alabama. And we moved down just before they really took off. So we got to spend a lot of time driving from Birmingham up to Fort Payne, Alabama, where the band was from and the fan club was from. 
and spent quite a bit of time with the members of the fan club. We were able to use that to our advantage when Alabama came to the State Fair, Iowa State Fair one year, and we were able to get front row seats through the fan club so that we could see them up close. Met all of the men more than once, and Christopher, after he started with the radio station and with uh, KHKI The Hawk, had the uh, had the honor to meet them again in meet and greets. It seems like it was predestined for Christopher to end up going into music. He really enjoyed spending time with music, listening to music, all kinds of music, and he dug in deep and learned more of the backstory on a lot of different types of musical acts. This came in handy when he was in high school and was able to be on the air at the school radio station and then interning and later being able to be hired by the radio stations um, like KHKI and working for KGGO out at the radio ranch. Basically, Christopher would do whatever it took to be able to just hang out and absorb some of that knowledge that was out there. After a shakeup at the radio station, Chris found himself on the outside looking in. So he went to the next best thing that he could find, which was going to work at Half Price Books as their resident musical expert. He was able to look at incoming items and determine whether or not they had any kind of resale value, whether it be actual media or whether it be books. Unfortunately, that's one of the places where Chris really picked up a lot of obscure musical books because they'd come in and then they would never make them to the store floor. He would end up purchasing them for himself. I honestly have never met someone with as deep musical knowledge as Christopher had. It was just amazing the depth of knowledge that he would have on just about anybody in the music industry. He read so much and he retained most of it. And it was just an awe-inspiring thing for me to know that I could call him up and ask him just about anything on any kind of obscure thing that was related to music and he would have the answer and not only would he have the answer but he'd have a couple of other little trivia facts 
about that same person or thing or whatever the case may be. I don't completely understand, but Chris was always secretive with his own music and really had a hard time for his mom and I to see him play or to hear him play or to listen to his music. I'm not sure if he thought that we would not think that it was good enough, but it was just always hard for him to have us come to a show. But I really do wish that I was able to have come to more shows because I have listened to his music and yes, I'm an old man and sometimes I don't get all of the, the music that he has, but he does have many beautiful songs. And I do hope that someday the world will get to hear more of his songs. Let's hear a little more of that music now. You will hear The Ache from his album Under the Weather, Effigy from Quad Sum Eris, and Eagle and Serpent from Ephemera.
pain, hope, life, truth, lies, factor, fiction, God, love, guns, fire, knife, blood, television.
Now, it's nearly time for our rerun, but first, I would like to preface it. There were actually two episodes which received the This episode is dedicated to the memory of Chris Chandler designations. The other was C1E8, Battle of the Bits, Volume 1. The music block to each were produced on the day of Chris's passing. Upon receiving the news, I asked to leave work, but my morning took the form of a restless energy, and so I worked on the show producing both music blocks that day. The difference between the two was that only episode 10 was curated around the event. The tracks in episode 8 were essentially the same as they would have been had he not died. I had already more or less had them planned out. So the tribute to Chris in episode 8 was more or less honorary. Episode 10, however, was crafted with him in mind and to reflect his life. But here's the thing. Chris wasn't ever a particularly big fan of video game music. So how was I to pay fitting tribute to a non-video game music fan through the vehicle of a video game music mixtape podcast? Well, here was the solution I arrived at. I decided to make the tracks reflect the flits and flights of emotion and recollections that we survivors felt as we contemplated the man in the wake of his passing. That was the angle I took and each track contains a meaning in that regard, which, with the particular arrangement of the tracks, creates this story arc. You may be thinking to yourself, well, wait a minute, episodes 8 and 10? What happened to episode 9? Well, when I realized that May 4th was on a Thursday, and that I could have a Star Wars-themed focus episode, a theme Thursday in my parlance, dedicated to Star Wars that would come out on May the 4th, I bumped Chris's episode, what would originally have been episode 9 to episode 10 instead, with the full assurances that he would have totally approved. I'll take this moment to make a quick detour and share an announcement that pertains to Nerd Noise Radio more generally. I share my episodes on my blog as well, nerdnoiseradio.blogspot.com. However, it's been nothing but a cut and paste simulcast, more or less. I haven't written an actual proper blog post since a year or two before the start of the show, and that last blog was very much wrong on the subject matter it addressed. While I do hope to get back to proper blogging at some point, who knows when that will be. So I've been thinking of ways to create a little value add and uniqueness to the blog that makes it worth looking at to people who are already subscribers of the show through other means, but a way that is much less intensive, demanding, and more manageable to me right now than fresh blogs. And I believe I have found my answer. Pumped versions of the show notes. Instead of copy-pasting track lists and links to such and such, I figure I'll modify the show notes to be more blog-like in their format and contain extra bits of information, inside stories, and all the rest. Now, the reason that's relevant to us today is that I think my first outing with the blogitized show notes will be this one, and they will include a full rundown of what each track was supposed to represent in the enterprise of paying Chris tribute this way. You can visit the blog to cross-reference while you listen, but for the sake of making sure the impact is felt at its max by those who do not view the blog post, the first three tracks are sort of a stage-setting summary for the whole. You know, There was a guy named Chris who was awesome, but he wrestled with demons constantly, and now he's gone and we're stuck in the vacuum and mystery of his absence. Something to that effect. The first track, Japanesque from Shinobi 3, is Happy Chris. 
the life and times of Chris the Adventurer. The second track, Vile Peaks from Final Fantasy XIII, was Dark Chris, The Hanging Clouds. The third track, Stage 2-2 from Trip World, is Absence, an almost emotionless, almost detached, almost academic musing on the passing of our friend. From there, the remaining tracks provide further elaboration. City from Ninja Warriors is Fun Chris, the breezy ease of laughing and living with our friend. Quad Machine from Quake 2 is Rockstar Chris. It wasn't his style of music, but the force of the impact he had as one. Ethnic Cave and Flame from X-Men, Fun Chris, but with a tinge of something dark, the complexity of our emotions. Stage 1-2 from Jumping Flash 2 was Goofy Chris all the way. Andy the Squirrel Chris, for those who knew him. Track 12 from Fushigi no Umi no Nadia was Solemnity. The emptiest rooms in the world are where departed friends once dwelt. Or you know that that sudden hit of sadness that comes a millisecond after a hearty laugh over a happy memory as the realization that he's no longer around sets back in. Capital from SimCity is Memories. As I had alluded to before, the Des Moines in which Chris and I first met was that quiet, humble, quaint, dull, but charming, uh, big, small town kind of mid-sized Des Moines that was then as held in contrast to the lively, explosively ascendant, small, big city kind of mid-sized that Des Moines is today. Now, I don't think I would trade uh, the new Des Moines for the old Des Moines for the world, but that doesn't mean I don't miss it occasionally, nor does that mean that I miss its departed denizens. This track takes me back to the humble Des Moines backdrop of the humble beginnings of Chris and I's epic journey. Riddle from Castlevania 3. This was complex Chris. Chris was more than just the sum of all these parts, and while in general I feel we understood him pretty well, he was deeper than that which could be completely and entirely grasped. Stage 4-3 from Aichuaniki. Chaos Chris. The inner turmoil he dealt with. The silent scream. Menu from Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Star Wars fan Chris, and also it, the complexity of the music it further plays into the mysterious juxtaposition of all of his elements, as well as the elements of tension in his life. Forest Funk from Super Meat Boy. This one is multiple hats. It's Goofy Chris, as well as a little Rockstar Chris and Fun Chris. In this game, you're a wad of raw hamburger trying to save your girlfriend made of bandages from an evil fetus in a mechanical suit none of which holds a candle to some of the crazy things that he concocted. Metroid Prime Battle from Metroid Prime. This is Dark Chris, the ultimate struggle with his demons. And of all the moments in this episode, this is by far the most difficult for me to listen to because though I realize intellectually that this is ridiculous of me, there's something emotionally in me that this track feels like I was doing something hurtful to him, something like subjecting him to something bad. And that made it very, very hard to listen to. In fact, the next track uh, was not for Chris so much as it was for me. Space Hop from 007 The Duel. It's personal catharsis. You know, the last track got 
way too real for me, and so I needed something to cool things down and quick. Also, you can, you can draw Fun Chris, the adventurer, from this track, I suppose. Space Opera from Tiny Toons Adventures, Buster Bust Loose. This was Space Cadet Chris, and that's interesting because Chris did go to space camp as a kid. But this track has even more significance because a number of years before he passed away, he lost his mother, Delilah. And I had Tiny Toon Adventures turned on on my Super Nintendo, and I had it on the sound test. And I was listening to this exact track when I got the call from Chris that his mother had passed away. So it's reunion time. To the exit from Chester Cheetah, Too Cool to Fool. This is goodbye, Chris. He headed to the exit in the bittersweetness of the track that captures the bittersweetness of the fact. And lastly, Crystal Forever from Salamander. You know, this is the Chris Eternal track. We'll never forget you, friend. Fare, fare thee well, Captain. One last thing about the rerun before we begin. I always disclaimer the production values of the intro and outro on episodes 1 through 10 before I share them, because they are so bad. It's the same equipment I'm using today, but uh, I didn't know how to handle it like I do now. So hopefully the rest of this program will demonstrate how much my production abilities have improved in the time between. Okay, here's the rerun, played in its entirety, unmodified. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Radio! Program of the Nerd Noise Radio Network. Today's broadcast is episode 10 for Mishmash Monday, May 22nd, 2017. Today's program will be Mishmash Monday, Volume 1. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Chris Chandler. Sit back and relax as we bring you 38 minutes and 18 seconds of the best in the Feel free to follow along in the show notes, and we'll be back at the end with track listing and show info.
Channel 1. You just heard episode C1E10, Mishmash Monday, Volume 1. This episode is dedicated to the memory of our friend Chris Chandler, who left us on December 28, 2016, the day this episode's music block was produced, and one month to the day before this episode's final production of January 28, 2017. Farewell, dear friend, till we meet again. We begin our program with Japanese from Shinobi 3 on the Sega Genesis, composed by Hirofumi Murasaki, Masayaki Nagao, and Morihiko Akiyama. Next up, we have The Vile Peaks from Final Fantasy 13 on the PlayStation 3, composed by Masashi Hamauso. Stage 2 2 from Trip World on the Game Boy, composed by the group Phase Out. City, from the Ninja Warriors on Super Nintendo, composed by Hiroyuki Iwatsuki. Quad Machine, from Quake 2 on the PC, composed by Sonic Mayhem. And Epic Cave and Flame, from X-Men Arcade, composed by the Konami Kukeha Club. Into the thick of it, we have Stage 1-2 from Jumping Flash 2 on the PS1, composed by Takeo Miratsu. Track 12 from Fushigi no Umi no Nadia on the PC Engine, composed by Shiru Sagisu. Capital from Sim City on the Super NES, composed by Soya Oka. Riddle from Castlevania 3, the NES American version composed by the Konami Kukeha Club. Stage 4-3 from Ai Chuaniki on the PC Engine, composed by Ibasaki Taku. And Menu from Star Wars Shadows of the Empire on the Nintendo 64, composed by Joel McNeely. To round things out, we have Forest Funk from Super Meat Boy. The PC and Xbox 360 original version, composed by Danny Baranowski. Metroid Prime Battle. From Metroid Prime on the GameCube, composed by Kenji Yamamoto and or Koichi Kuyama. Space Hop. From James Bond 007 on the Sega Genesis, composed by Matt Furness. Space Opera. From Tiny Toon Adventures, Buster Bust Loose on the Super Nintendo composed by Kazuhiko Uihara and or Yuki Morimoto. To the exit. From Chester Cheetah, Too Cool to Fool, on the Sega Genesis, composed by the Kaneko Sound Team. And our final track of the day is Crystal Forever, from Salamander, on the PC Engine, composed by the Konami Kukeha Club. Our intro and outro music is Funky Radio from Jet Grind Radio on the Sega Dreamcast, composed by BB Wrights. You can find track listing and program information for all of our episodes, as well as video game-related articles on our blog at nerdnoiseradio.blogspot.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Google+, and YouTube. And you can reach us anytime by email at nerdnoiseradio at gmail.com. Nerd Noise Radio is also available on the Retro Junkies Network at www.theretrojunkies.com and on archive.org. 
you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Or just reach out to us on our social media or email. Your feedback is immensely valuable to us, and we would love to hear it. This is Nerd Noise Radio, Channel 1, a program of the Nerd Noise Radio Network. Your home for the best noises from the YM2612, SN76489, SPC700, 2A03, HUC6280, AY38910, YM2151, LR35902, Pokey, Paula, Sid, and beyond. I'm John Wedgworth. Thanks for listening. Join us for our next broadcast. And wherever you are, fly the end. had a hard time crying tears of grief and mourning. I can easily cry tears of relief and joy. If Chris were to walk through the door right now and say that this was all a great big mix-up, I would immediately dissolve into a pool of uncontrollable sobs and stay that way for quite some time. I can also cry tears of fear if I'm afraid of losing something dear or even of saying goodbye ahead of the fact. But tears of sadness? Tears of mourning after the fact? Those are so very hard for me. There's a sort of inner barrier, I guess. I just sort of emotionally shut down in those situations, go numb, go into my turtle shell, as it were. I was one of the few of the inner circle who did not cry at Chris's funeral, and it would be a full six months after he died before I was finally able to cry for the man. And interestingly enough, it happened while I was on a re-listen of episode 10, during the Metroid Prime track. But you know, for as irrational as my feelings for that track are in the context of this episode, they are what finally opened the floodgates and allowed that healing to start. And, And for that, I am so very grateful. 
and, and, and I'm that much healthier today. Anyway, before we go, I thought it would be good to share with you more of Chris's music. We'll open with a trio of instrumental pieces, Etude Blanc from Ephemera, Instrumental from Ephemera, and The Gathering Dark from Quad Samaris, followed by what seems like it's going to be another instrumental until a late fake-out, Nuns of Steel, also from Quad Samaris, before winding down with Cloud to Ground off of Ephemera, and ineffectual from his Chris Chandler 1979-2009 collection.
You cannot argue with a man who's sick and tired of living. You cannot fight a war with flowers and a cardboard sign. You cannot build a church in hope that people come to worship. You cannot and you will not take away that which is mine. Maybe this will be the one to take 
Save yourself some strife Cling to that resistance It may well save your life I know I'll say I want you But call me out a liar I'll show you to the light But I can't save you from the fire Don't say you should 
Darkness deep inside me that eats into my bones. Don't get attached to me. You're better off alone. Don't say you should. I'm no damn Heaven's burning, a sacred spark that kills the dark. You are the dream, and I'm the heartsick dreamer. Sky and rain has led me here to you, my beacon and refrain. But it's no good. I'm no damn
Chris also had a collection of parody and gag tracks. Of course he would. <laughs> you would expect no less from such a, such a person. Now, while I'll only share one of them with you today, it's a doozy. It's a real winner. It's the hidden track from what I believe was his solo debut album, 1999's Monochrome Dream. Enjoy.
The last thing I wish to leave you with today is a special piece of video game music. This is music which I believe Chris never heard. So what makes it so special then? A couple of things. It is impossibly absurd and goofy, and that was a winning recipe for Chris. Had he known this track, he would certainly have wanted to use it in an Andy the Squirrel video. And to Chris's friends and family listening to this, when you hear the track, I want you to hear it in that context in your mind of Andy the Squirrel and see, what, see, see if it matches for you like it does for me. But it also has an underlying sadness, which ties in so aptly to our appointment today. Most of all, I'm including it as a mulligan to my not having included it in episode 10. It would have been the perfect sign-off. But it hadn't occurred to me until a few days later. And by that time, I couldn't add it, lest I wreck the whole this music block was produced on the day Chris died angle, which was so valuable to me. As a consolation prize, I made it the final track of episode 20, which was also the final track of my inaugural calendar 2017 season one year. I did this in his honor. It was also the second to last track in my great big best of 2017 Channel F bonus outing, also in tribute. But just like episode 10 itself, those tributes were too subtle and too under the radar to do, to do them or him justice. So to make it an explicit tribute, honor, and celebration of Chris, allow me to close out Chandler Fest today with the missing track, the one that got away. Ending theme from Aichuaniki on the PC Engine, composed by Iwasaki Taku. Gibberish yabba-dabba-dabbas to the backdrop of saccharine sadness, canned lounge jazz at its finest to take us out. Thank you so very much for joining us for this extra special production of Nerd Noise Radio reruns. Tracklist and composer info for the incidental music which played in the background of the talkie portions included in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and wherever you are, fly the end. Chris, you will be in our hearts always, and will live on as long as we do in our memories. Thank you for so shaping our lives and making the adventure that much more rich and satisfying. Our world would never have been what it was without you, and it's so much better for it. Fare thee well, Captain, till we meet again.
to thank you for putting together this retrospective on Christopher. I know that you were a good friend of his, so from the bottom of my heart, I just 
Thank you.